the abundance journey explores all the ways abundance shows up to help you expand the abundance you embody, express, and experience as your journey unfolds. Welcome. This is Elaine Starling, the Abundance Ambassador and the host of the Abundance Journey podcast and video show. I am so glad you decided to join us today because you've got a real treat in store. You get to meet Greg Whiting. Oh my gosh, this guy's amazing. I mean, you know me, I'm really picky about the kinds of people that I hang out with, nothing but the best. And I wanted to make sure that you got a chance to meet Greg just because he's a really cool guy and he's done so much and he's got a unique take on abundance that I think is really going to help open you up to receive even more. Now, Greg's a healer and he really specializes in helping leaders and entrepreneurs heal their anxiety, their depression, and their trauma. Greg's the founder of Prisma, a framework that overlays trauma, neuroscience, and energy medicine with somatic and mindfulness-based practices. He developed this while healing his own anxiety, depression, and chronic pain that was rooted in trauma. Greg's been there, done that. He figured it out. He's got a proven solution that works. It's worked for hundreds of people. And he wants you to have that same kind of healing that he got to experience too. I mean, this kind of generosity is really, it's sadly very rare. So it's wonderful when you meet somebody like Greg. He was able to actually unravel a severe spinal curvature. He's three inches taller now than when he started because of this process. Greg, I mean, I I can't leave it there. I want to get going on our conversation because that's so fascinating. I, I really want to understand what made you so passionate about doing what you're doing? Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me here, Elaine. Your energy is contagious and it's just great to be here. Um, You know, just lived experience, Um, you know, just hearing you just read back and reflect back, you know, my own journey just kind of struck me, you know, how many people have told me I can't, Um, you know, and even to this day, people tell me it's impossible to unravel three inches in your spine. It's like, or not, right? The lie of trauma is we can't, and the lie and the the truth of healing is we can. And I so, love that. I love that the lie of trauma is we can't, and the truth of healing is we can. I'm writing that down because <laughs> I activate abundance at the end of this, and that that is a must have. In fact, that should be like a, a that should be a magnet on the fridge. That's just so foundational. Greg, I really thank you so much for saying that because that's wow. Okay, I know I interrupted you. <laughs> you can keep going. I'm good. I mean, if that was the only thing you said today, I'm like, wow, no, that was no. fabulous. I mean, you know, the essence of healing is really it's it's mind training and it's orienting the mind to possibility, um, where we are often organized and focused on pain and um, and negativity. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, that takes work. And yet the more we exercise that muscle, then the more that becomes a baseline of how we, you know, of the consciousness we hold of the vibration we hold and, and, and like attracts like. I, I love that. Cause we are exactly in the same kind of space, the same kind of mental attitude, because it really is about 
showing up from an abundance mindset instead of a poverty mindset. And that's what my TED Talk's all about. But a lot of people don't necessarily get the connection between health and abundance. So could you bridge the gap for us? How do you define abundance? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, if, we, if we're bridging the gap in the relationship to, to health, you know, if we're in this poverty mindset, if we're in this can't mindset, that trickles down and has residue on our physiological function, on our cell structure. So that creates stagnation of emotion, and that's going to compromise our immune system. You know, that's going to create stagnation in lymphatic circulation. So then cell debris is going to build up instead of, you know, cleansing the cells and the tissues. So that's stagnation. You know, I look at health as expression and movement, and I look at disease as stagnation. And so, you know, from the nervous system to the immune system to the lymphatic system and on and on and on, you know, it just has a compounding effect. And so, yeah, I look at, you know, when we are living in that vibration of possibility, then there's fluidity and movement and there's an exchange of information. So we're no longer held in a fixed, rigid mindset. Um, You know, we're, we're open to change. Oh, that's brilliant. I absolutely love that. Yeah, because being receptive is the key. And yeah, I, I I really want you to tell us a bit about your personal challenges because you went through so much in order to discover your process. I really want you to take us back, you know, not, don't <laughs> don't go back into the pain again yourself, but share with us where you were and how you were able to shift into this new way of being. What happened yeah. for you? Yeah, I've always been very passionate. And, you know, my first career was in the world of a nonprofit. And so I was very purpose-driven. And yet that purpose, when it was kind of organized around burnout and pain, overwhelm and emptiness, really lacked fulfillment. And so, um, you know, we were experiencing big wins, but I had lost myself. So there's not much to celebrate when we've lost that that connection to to who we are. So that was a big aha moment for me, which helped me kind of realize that healing needed to be a commitment. I needed to kind of understand what was happening beneath my pain. You know, I was very close to taking pain meds and antidepressants and, you know, because that's what we just see. Um, And then I was introduced to the world of energy medicine kind of on accident Um, and didn't even know I was really looking for it. And then that kind of set a new trajectory. Uh, At the same time, I just found that most traditional approaches to talk therapy were ill-equipped to kind of work with the nonverbal trauma that was stored in my cells and my tissues. In fact, I felt that somehow it was aggravating it. Uh Um, And so, yeah, that kind of led me on a journey from energy medicine to meditation um, and then that brought me kind of into the field of more body-based somatics and mindfulness, which then brought me into the world of trauma and neuroscience and kind of just kind of following some breadcrumbs and connecting the dots between all these pieces, um, which, yeah, anxiety, depression, chronic pain resolved, the, the severe curve of my spine unraveled, you know, not instantaneously, it was over a period of time. And you know, then I started to just share organically what I had learned and, you know, put into practice. And then, you know, so so I want, I want you to highlight for us, what is something that you had to change internally to experience this shift? Because you had a certain way of being before where you were really preoccupied by the pain 
And then somehow you were able to shift your focus. What what did you do to get yeah. there? Well, this is what I think can sometimes be challenging for us to think we always need to do something to have the aha or the fix. And yet once we have an experience of it, we can trust in it. I'm often referenced, you know, reminding my clients that the healing process is going to be a happening less than a doing. So it's nothing that we need to figure out. You know, we're creating the container and the climate for the, I like to think of the body and the mind and the spirit as a symphony orchestra. So when we're experiencing disease, there's a whole lot of noise. And I look at healing as just creating the climate to break up the, the dissonance or, you know, the breakdowns in communication where the nervous system is short-circuited. So the different cells and tissues and emotions and memories and beliefs can start to kind of reconstellate into a harmonic resonance. So that really is more of a happening than a doing. So I can't pinpoint, you know, I did this, I had this aha moment so much as, you know, I started to sleep differently. I started to breathe differently. And then I just started to, yeah, see more of the horizon of possibility instead of like down in the trenches of trauma. Um, so it's a kind of a gradual, I look at healing as, I, I, I look at healing is best when it's slow and steady and that's endearing and enduring as opposed to just like these huge shifts that sometimes can be really destabilizing. True. True. Even sudden, sudden wonderful things can throw you a little off track, right? Because it's so far out of your norm. So what's your favorite way to help other people experience a shift like this? Yeah. For me, I like to normalize I like to normalize the experience of anxiety, depression, and trauma. I think there's so much stigma around mental health. And so for me, it's first kind of the awareness that what if what we're experiencing as difficulty with our mental health is actually a healthy response to a challenging or unhealthy world. Mm -hmm. um, and so then we can step, set aside the stigma and the shame and then start to meet ourselves with just more compassion and, you know, acknowledge what is with compassion instead of fighting against it. I love that. I love that. It's so important to just acknowledge where you are and appreciate how you're growing through the process because it's always a process and there's always change, you know, and it can be improvement. It doesn't have to be more pain. And I love what you're doing. I absolutely adore it. So, one of the things I think a lot of people struggle with, and you talked about this briefly, it would be so nice if my pain was gone like now, baby. <laughs> Yesterday would be even better. But there are baby steps that we need to look at. So what is one or two baby steps that we should be focusing on that show us we're on the right track and we're going in the right direction? Yeah, I think, you know, I think building a baseline understanding of the nervous system and how to um, understand the nervous system and then broaden the window of tolerance so we can stay in a more optimal zone of arousal without, you know, losing access to our upper brain, if you will. Um, and then another piece is really, and I think this is where the mindfulness, the mind training comes in, is not identifying with the pain body. You know, we so often experience are identified with experience and really creating the, the shift and the space that we are witnessing the experience. So it's a lot different to say I am overwhelmed 
versus I'm experiencing mm-hmm. some overwhelm because mm-hmm. the I am is like presencing self, which is separate from the experience of overwhelm. So that yeah. that's a big piece. I absolutely love what you're talking about because to me, one of the things that you're saying is we fall into this habit of judgment. Something happens and we judge it as good or bad, right or wrong, yes or no, right? And instead, when we can just witness it and observe it and almost see it from a distance, we don't have to engage in it. We can witness it. And that just puts a totally different perspective on things. And now, instead of just being triggered with that knee jerk, well, that's a problem, you know, the pain is really bothering me. Instead, we can step back for a little bit and just be with it. We can just be with it and breathe into it and allow it to leave because every single thing that happens is a message for us. It's trying to get our attention and try to help us grow. And I love the methodology that you're using to help people conquer their pain and release the trauma and just recover their great health. It's it's so beautiful. I love what you're doing. So you were talking a little bit about a very cool thing, which is called the seven pillars, seven essential pillars to heal the past and lead the future. And I want you to tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, so I look at, you know, my body of work is a roadmap for healing and the seven pillars are kind of the drop pins along the way. So you kind of have an orientation to where you are, where you're headed. Um, and I find that a lot of us kind of dive into healing kind of blindfolded. And so it just gives us some mile markers along the way. Um, so we kind of get our, have our bearings and, um, and then along within each of those kind of some tools. And there's actually mindset mantras that go along with each of those. So it's like, who are we in the embodiment of that pillar, which is, you know, orienting us again to possibility, to truth, to power, to aliveness, uh, to courage. And so, you know, and my bent around working with leaders is, you know, I, I look at being a leader as a, an exceptional possibility to be a vessel of healing. Um, and so my mission is to really make sure we're not leading from a trauma response. So we're, you know, no longer perpetuating cycles of harm. Um, and for those that aren't identified as leaders, I think to embark on a healing path is to become a leader. So we're really stepping into a leadership role to be more at the cause of our life and less at the effect of it. And I really love what you're doing, bringing the body, the mind and the spirit together, because so many programs are just one, right? They're focused on just the mindset or just the body work or just the breath work or just the spiritual aspect. But it truly is an integrated process. And by integrating all of these things simultaneously, you're able to release a lot of that pain and move forward vibrantly, enjoying your life again. I I really love where you're coming from. And I also want to let everybody know that this thing that we were just talking about, the seven pillars, that's a free gift that Greg is making available to you. So he's giving you the roadmap. He's showing you the journey of where you get to go and how you get to improve and thrive. I mean, what an incredibly generous thing for you to do, Greg. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, it really takes people on a journey from kind of mapping pain to purpose to mine the goal of unresolved trauma to derive more meaning and significance. You know, the sense making that comes from healing. um, Yeah, it really sets us in a place of empowerment and clarity and focus. 
That is so beautiful. Well, Greg, we like to turn the tables on our guests here at The Abundance Journey because we know that when we give is when we get. So what can we do to support you and your mission? Um, yeah, absolutely. So the Prisma Pillars are, you know, the the the, the drop pins on the whole map. Um, and basically, I have a Prisma course, which offers kind of a trauma neuroscience roadmap. And then there's kind of what I call the GPS, which is the mind training of the somatic and mindfulness-based practices, and then the vehicle, which is more of the energy medicine. So there's kind of these three tiers that really take people on an entire arc of transformation. So um, if folks want to really dive in to a committed arc of transformation, um, they can check out Prisma. And, you know, we're offering your guests 10% off of the program. So um, just as a, a thank you. That's great. That's really wonderful. And I also want to make sure that we'll make the free gift available uh, in the show notes. So it's very easy for everybody to access along with a link to the programs in case you're interested, but share the free gift with everybody, you know, because you don't know when someone is in trauma and they may not even realize that they have trauma that they've blocked out. They just know that things aren't going the way they want them to. And by being a vehicle and providing that opportunity for change, you're giving them a priceless gift just by letting them know that there are solutions, that there is someone who understands the challenges that they're dealing with and has figured out a way through it. I mean, what better than to have a trained, experienced guide at your side helping you over the bumpy parts, right? Can't get any better than that. Greg, thank you so much for joining us today. I want everybody to stick around because we're going to be activating abundance in just a minute. You can tell why I adore Greg. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed. I hope I wasn't shaking the camera too much because I kept writing the whole time he was talking. There's so many great insights. It's hard to pick just one thing to activate, but here's my activating abundance for Greg, for what I took away from Greg. And it's just one thing, but you know he's amazing. So we start step one, celebrate in advance. We celebrate that there's someone who's figured it out. We don't have to have all the answers. We just need to find somebody who can get us where we want to go. And Greg gets it. He's been there, done that, figured it out, and has a simple process to help you get through the trauma and through the pain. Yay, Greg. Okay. Celebrate in advance. Wonderful that we found a really cool guy, heart-centered, vulnerable, open, and generous. Incredibly generous. Okay. Number two. We're going to acknowledge something we learned during the conversation with Greg. And I barely let him get a word out before I wrote down stuff. So I have to share that one because it was like, oh my God. The lie of trauma is that you can't. The truth of healing is that you can. Your body wants to heal. It can heal. You have to get into the mindset of allowing and welcoming the healing in. That was just like, I so love that. So I have to acknowledge that. And step three is appreciate. What do I appreciate about that? It totally shifts my mindset. Instead of going into the, I can't, it's bad, it's horrible. No, 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 no. There's a message here for me. I can, I can help my body. I can let my body heal. I can welcome the healing in. 
I can notice the little steps that are happening that are creating this healing. Okay, so that's step one, celebrate in advance. Step two, acknowledge something you learned that's valuable. Step three, uh, appreciate the difference it can make in your life. Step four, activate abundance. What do we do? We actually put it on the calendar. Or you set up a trigger that reminds you to take that action whenever you're in this situation. For me, whenever I'm experiencing pain of any kind, it can be self-doubt, it can be irritation with something, it can be, ouch, I stubbed my toe, any kind of pain, I can remember to shift away from I can't into I can and welcome the healing. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to assign that trigger. So every time something happens, I remember to follow Greg's advice. And step five, celebrate again. You made huge progress today. That's what it's all about. It's about noticing what's happening in your environment, noticing the abundance that is present, anchoring it in and activating it so you can enjoy abundance all the time in every situation and every conversation. Make sure you listen to this podcast again, because I found so many great things that Greg had to say. I could keep you here all day activating each individual one. I mean, it was that good. Awesome. Well, make sure that you tune into the next Abundance Journey. I'll see you then. Watch my TED Talk, Abundance is a Choice. You can visit theabundancejourney.com to find the link and discover how you can receive a special gift. You are a blessing and you are blessed.